Is Bigfoot an interdimensional ghost? Is Beyonce an Illuminati show? Does Satan assume the form of a large bird and stalk the rooftops of homes in New Jersey? There are some things we're just not meant to know. Until now! Welcome to this paranormal life. My name is Kit Greer and I'm here with my trusty partner in paranormal crime, Roy Pars. Hello! Hello. Man, I really hope Satan is a bird who stalks people. That would be incredible. We will get there. We will get to that case. Absolutely. The New Jersey devil. Today I've got a doozy for you, Rory. Okay. Let me let me ask you a question. Let me let me pose a question to you. How much do you know about the Loch Ness monster? Ooh. So that's that's uh, that's one of the big like the big few, the big Yes. The big name. If if you know globally recognized if there was some sort of paranormal squad like a boy band style squad like yeah like if there's a mount nessie rushmore. would be <laughs> nessie yeah, mount rushmore of paranormal creatures <laughs> bigfoot nessie aliens yeah maybe a lizard yeah, like like down there somewhere yeah. uh, i don't know a lot i don't know a lot about it we should so, go diving <laughs> we should get it <laughs> we should just go on we should location. freaking catch it dude. drain the swamp <laughs> drain the swamp get nessie out uh okay let me, let me paint a picture for you. So Nessie has got to be one of the most famous paranormal cases of all time. The tale is known worldwide, and like all good paranormal mysteries, remains unsolved until today. I disagree. I totally disagree. <laughs> I think a lot of good paranormal studies <laughs> would be better if they existed. Like, that's almost... That's, that would be fantastic. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a purist. I'm dedicated to the, to the search. Really. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, sightings of Nessie go back a long time. In fact, sightings go back over 1,400 years. Jesus. That's right. The first written report of the Loch Ness Monster goes back to the year 565 AD. Triple digits. What? Was it delivered by Falcon? Like how, how, how yeah. was this spread? I will tell you. The, the story goes that an Irish monk named St. Columba was living in Scotland. And one day he encountered local residents in this area in Scotland, up in the Highlands, around kind of Inverness sort of area. And they were burying someone. They were burying someone by the River Ness. This is creepy already. Okay, yeah, that's a bit weird. Maybe, I don't know, 1500s. Maybe this is what was normal. Or 500s. Oh, yeah. Jarrah, sorry. Yeah, I know. Yeah, maybe people are dropping like flies every, every <laughs> single second. But, the, you know, this guy, is a, he's a saint. He's a freaking saint. So he's going to come over and probably bless this kid. And he inquires as to what happens. To his horror, they recounted that this young man was swimming in the river when he was attacked by a water beast and mauled, dragged him under the water, and by the time his friends rode up to him, he was dead. Now, this is fascinating because St. Columba was, you know, he's like a prolific monk. He founded abbeys. He was involved in Irish politics right up until he died. He had a great deal written about him. This is just like a little side note in kind of the story of his life. But if you think about it back then, it took someone like this to just run into the story for it to kind of enter, you know, the annals of history. Right. And that's that's the first sighting. How many creatures do we not know about because people can't write? That's what I want to know about. I can barely What happened write. in medieval time? <laughs> the unspoken crimes, it's the so numerous water beasts, because so there wasn't a saint there with a biro. With a freaking iPhone. <laughs> with Snapchat. Note it down to snap it to his followers. <laughs> Something weird's happening. Ghost emoji, ghost yeah. emoji. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There was no worldstarhiphop.com to post your alien sightings. Okay. BRB, blessing this bro. There's a picture of the yeah, corpse. Yeah. Just like, I know. So, so that was the first sighting. So that's the first sighting. In fact, it's over a thousand years until Nessie is 
maybe not seen again, but until Nessie is documented as being seen again. Right. So the next major sighting isn't until 1871, a Mr. D. McKenzie sees the outline of a beast moving quickly through the water of Loch Ness. He must be standing you know, somewhere on the shore and he sees this beast moving quickly through the water. And he does what any honourable citizen would do and he uh, actually reports this to the Lieutenant Commander of the British Royal Navy. That is surprisingly level-headed. Level, level-headed. Isn't it? That's really impressive. Like that would, today that would never cross your mind. If you saw something creepy, yeah, you're going to post it like on Yeah, on, I posted online. it. Yeah, absolutely. He's ring like, you'd be like, BBC News won't bite this, but like HuffPo. Like, <laughs> HuffPo, my boy HuffPo. Yeah, yeah. BuzzFeed or something. That's so true. Uh, but he just goes straight to the top. Maybe he's a guy with connections. I, I don't know. But he contacts uh, Mr. Rupert Gould. He is the lieutenant commander of the British Royal Navy at this time. He's a highly respected commander in the Navy. So whenever someone rings him up to tell him that there's something was moving through the water of Loch Ness, you can kind of guess his reaction. You would be wrong. Uh, he takes it really, <laughs> really, really seriously. The Navy mustn't have had that much Just, on in 1871 because he dedicated a lot of time to this for the rest of his life. You knew, like, he was waiting. He was, like, <laughs> waiting for the opportunity to just to do something weird with that lake. So it's like, it's like um, I was just wondering, do you guys know if... So you've seen it too. <laughs> you've seen the beast. It's like, I don't know if you know what's called. Hi. I know. <laughs> just ready to jump. It's like, what was his name? Oh, his name's Rupert Gould. <laughs> Rupert, you got a lot of paper, paperwork here. You know? know, this has been stacking up. Nay, no, I got to go down to the lake. There's a lot going on down there. And we're we're literally at war, sir. Yeah, no, we're, no. At war, we're yeah. going to be at war. We're with at the war sea now beast. with the sea beast. <laughs> just, <laughs> he's just a coward. He just doesn't <laughs> want to fight. <laughs> You just gotta We are we are being pressed from all sides by international threats at this point, Rupert. We we, we need to start diverging funds into the places they are most needed at this time. No I I no I have we got a harpoon? <laughs> I don't I don't feel like you hear me. No, no I am. I am I am I'm I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm listening. You're reading the same letter over and over again over and over again You're about packing rations letter. into a backpack as you speak. <laughs> You're wearing wellies, sir. <laughs> I see you on Redbubble. You're making your own Nessie t-shirts. <laughs> You're trying to capitalize on this. No, no. <laughs> Mainly snapbacks. <laughs> that or he's just like one of those guys he puts in like a really good day at the office. You know, his wife calls him at the end of the day. Everyone's packing up to go home. She's like, when are you going to be home? And he's like, oh, it's really, there's something turning up now in, in Loch Ness. I don't think I'll be, I'm very busy now tonight, so I think I'll be late tonight again, honey, I. And he just goes up and gets, like, pissed with the lads. Like, <laughs> so Let's he, give him the benefit of the, the, the doubt and assume that he is yeah, an honourable man. He is, he's a respected commander. He, he, is a, he has a long uh, career in, in the Navy. So he actually goes to the lake himself by motorbike, drives to the lake to try and spot Nessie himself. Not just that, he actually goes around the lake, around the surrounding areas, and interviews as many witnesses as he could. And I guess at this point, there's quite a few words getting out. Right. People are on the lookout. He even goes as far to write the first book about the Loch Ness Monster. I bet he did. I bet he did. I bet uh, he sold it too with a free t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I know his plan. I know your plan, Rupert. <laughs> he became a regular contributor to radio shows and newspaper articles about the beast. In fact, he became the de facto Nessie expert globally. Nespert. Nespert. Nespresso-pert. 
all of this to the point where he suffers two nervous breakdowns. Oh, okay. <laughs> he kind of went hard on the Nessie yeah. thing for a few years. Just to reiterate, this is a naval commander, the British Royal Navy, and he. this is what he's spending his time doing. I think this is kind of crazy. Like, you know, a lot of the time we see crackpots <laughs> yeah. attracted to these you know, paranormal cases. But what we find with the Nessie case is it's nearly the opposite. It's actually the history is littered with like really respectable people that I think give the story a lot more credence. And I think like we're going to come across that a lot in our discussions and our examinations is that the most interesting cases are the people that gain nothing from this. Yes. Like going out and preaching this message that they were abducted or they saw something is ruining their lives. Mm -hmm. But what happened to them was so shocking that they have to tell people. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the craziest thing when it comes to paranormal stories like this. Because this guy, he's got a good job. Presumably he has some sort of family, friends, relationships. Mm -hmm. Imagine experiencing something in your life that horrifies you so much or just fascinates you so much that drives you to madness. You literally have stress-induced breakdowns. Yeah, that's the truth. It's the hunt for the truth. It's like, I think we talked a little bit before about um, (coughs) Tom DeLonge from Blink-182. Yeah. He's quit music to become a full-time uh, UFO water beast. <laughs> to become, to go he's, to uh, the lock itself. for plastic surgery to get gills. <laughs> That's crazy. He's become an actual UFO. UFO investigator. That's it. He's, he's out there searching for the truth. He's done enough, though. You've made music. You've made money. Yeah, that's true. Do what you want. You're go, allowed to pivot. Go, go search alien. Go search Absolutely. for aliens. Go for it. So what was Rupert Gould so sure about? What did he see and hear on the late shore that convinced him? Doesn't his career and his reputation give the story a lot more weight? And did the search for the mythical beast cause his breakdowns? Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. More than certainly. Fast forward to 1933, July 22nd. We're about to see the first full sighting of the beast in all its terrifying glory. Mr. George Spicer and his wife are driving along the coast of Loch Ness. When pulling into view, they see what they describe as a most extraordinary form of animal. Four foot tall and 25 foot long. 25 foot long. What? With a long, wavy neck. Its neck alone was the entire width of the road. That's how long this thing was. And as they approached it, they reported that it just turned around and lurched slowly across the road and back into the lake. Wait, so it's not its not in the water? It's on the ground? It's on the road. That's something that I did not know Nessie could I do, which is leave the that. lake. Yeah. And it's something How is we, it traversing the land? It's something we will get to, but yes, I like suppose... Like a slug? Th- this would be helpful to, to describe at this point that this is kind of the general popular conception of Nessie is that Nessie has an extremely long neck, you know, a bit like a um, one of those dinosaurs with a really long neck, but it's also got <laughs> little diamond-shaped fins, you know, so... Oh, right, yeah. So big ones at the front and little ones at the back, you know, so gotcha. it can kind of plod along, you know, and, and that, that's, that's something that does exist in nature, you know, there's catfish that can, that can you know, walk in, on land and stuff like that. And as it leaves the road, it leaves a trail of undergrowth in its wake. And this wasn't an isolated incident. This is what's interesting. Just one month later... It's 1am on a moonlit August night and Mr. Arthur Grant was driving around the northwestern end of the lock when suddenly he sees a long neck too and sees a head on the end of it. Jesus. (laughs) In the middle of the road. It's her. It's Nessie. (laughs) Nessie turns to see Mr. Grant and slowly lurches back into the lock. 
leaving only ripples behind. As he, he tries to see where, where Nessie's gone, and that's all that's left, just ripples on the surface of the lake. That's crazy. I did not know that there were two actual sightings of Nessie out of lake. Yes, I know. I, I, there's lots of sightings. There's actually, to date, there is at least 1,000 sightings officially listed online, which you can check out. Almost every single one is documented online with dates. Now, what's interesting about Mr. Grant was he's actually a vet. So knowing a thing or two about animals, he gave a pretty accurate description. And he said that what he saw was a cross between a seal and a plesiosaur. <laughs> now, a plesiosaur is a... If I showed you the image, you would you would recognize it. It's it's a it's just a it's a sea sea beast. Okay, sea a, beast. A, a dinosaur sea beast with a very long giraffe neck. style neck. Exactly. So he describes it's crossing a seal, and that, but huge, but massive. Yes. Now this is the first time it suggested that the descriptions of the Loch Ness monster somewhat line up to the description of the prehistoric beast, the plesiosaur. Is this the last of its kind? The plesiosaur is an ancient monster living in the cold, dark waters in the highlands of Scotland. And that's certainly one theory that we will continue to see going forward in the present day. That This event in the 30s, this kind of shaped the modern perception of, of the Loch Ness Monster, is that it looks like a dinosaur. Okay. And it's that size. All right. I, I, got like, I got some questions. I got some questions. Okay. We're, we're, were we at like a halfway point or like a, like a uh, t- yeah, there a little moment here, a little t- uh, All right, hit me. T.O. T.O. When was the first sighting? The Saint one. Yeah, uh, the year 565. And we're already up to when? Like, uh, Now we're in the 1930s. How old is this thing? Because dinosaurs did exist a very long time ago. Yeah. But they also died. They, they weren't like mm. super living creatures. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. What was, the, what was the lifespan of a dinosaur? I did look into this. Uh, what's the lifespan of a plesiosaur? And it's not, it's not really confirmed. Should we I ask we Siri? We don't know that much. Go for it. Hey, Siri. I'm not connected to the internet. Oh. I do, I do want to do this. I do want to do this. Hey, Siri. What's the life expectancy of a dinosaur? It's a big range. Let me check on that. How long Here's did dinosaur... Oh, jeez. No immediate answers. I should have expected that. <laughs> that is what I found, honestly, was no one had a solid answer for me. You know, there are, there are sharks that live for hundreds of years. Yeah. You know, alive today, so... Um, sharks? Or sea beasts. Like, at what <laughs> yes. point does a creature become a bee, like a sea beast? I think we're, whether they're real or not. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I don't know where to draw the line. As you will see going forward, this line becomes pretty blurred. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point in the tale, the people of the Highlands, the locals, are in a fervor. Word, word's gotten out that there's an ancient, dangerous beast living in their seemingly tranquil lake. Okay. So people at this point band together and create a vigilante hunting party. Oh god no. They, they even had which you kind of called already, they even had a homemade harpoon gun. <laughs> <laughs> and they declared that they were gonna catch the Loch Ness monster, quote, dead or alive. Jesus. A straight up beauty in the beat was it led by Gaston? <laughs> like <laughs> It's insane. Uh, Kill the beast <laughs> Like they're all like on the legs. I know. That's madness. <laughs> I know, and there's some Scottish beauty. No, don't kill it. <laughs> don't kill it. I love it. <laughs> oh, you nay. <laughs> and as they say about respectable people in society, you know, rallying behind this hunt for the beast, the next person to step up is local chief constable William <laughs> Frazier of the police department. He wrote an article, and you can actually read this online. It is archived online, uh, declaring that the Loch Ness Monster absolutely exists beyond doubt. And there's nothing he could do to protect the beast from the hunting party. (laughs) I mean, shut it down. Stop it. (laughs) 
He's like loading like his gun. A... No, it's too late for that now. There's nothing. I don't know why he's the only Southern American. <laughs> he's like, there's like nothing I can do. I'm gonna have to kill it before they get it. I know. Like... I know it does feel like this is like you know like a lassie movie, and the kids are trying to protect the beast, and the local police chief goes, "There's nothing I can do. <laughs> nothing I can do, kids." <laughs> <laughs> so, as crazy as this all sounds needless to say they were totally unsuccessful in capturing the beast right. dead or alive because the mystery continues to this day they were unsuccessful now unfortunately for nessie more than one band of morons declared war on her in 1941 during the second world war an italian newspaper owned by mussolini popolo d'italia reported that the loch ness monster had been killed in the extensive nazi bombing of scotland <laughs> This was literally global news all the way to Australian newspapers that Nessie was killed in action. Shortly after this, however, sightings of Nessie started popping up again and Britain's Daily Mail reported that, thankfully, Nessie had survived the Nazi assassination attempt. Nazi survived the Second World War. The assassination attempt. I love that. As if, like, the military was going to have to send, like, giant dog tags to its, like, parents. (laughs) Like... (laughs) Yeah, I don't know like, how to tell you this. I'm sorry. It's KIA. This is the this is the hardest part of my job. <laughs> in terms of large investigations for this beast, things only got bigger. So in 1934, Edward Mountain, who owned one of Britain's largest insurance companies, a great name. financed a search. He hired 20 men with binoculars and cameras to watch the lake for nine hours a day for five weeks. Oh, my gosh. This is in 1934. Mr. Mountain, you have too much time. <laughs> but there must have been nothing to do back then. You have yeah. constables, you have a commander in the Navy, you have this, you know, magnate of insurance companies yeah. just carrying out Nessie, you know, investigations. It's insane. <laughs> so by the end... Nestigations, sh- I nestiga- think you meant to say. You're, you're on fire. Uh, because it's the 30s, I guess, you know... 20 men working nine hours a day for five weeks only managed to take 21 photographs. Right, of course. And they had these professionally reviewed by zoologists. This is quite an exciting moment. You know, you've put in just insane amounts of money, you know, hundreds of thousands by modern standards. And zoologists were able to confirm they saw one seal, one grey seal. Oh. That was it. What a letdown. Yeah. And this continues. In 1962, the Loch Ness Phenomena Investigation Bureau was formed... Seven years later, it had over a 1,000 members in 1969. It's still going today. And in 2003, even the BBC got involved, sponsoring a giant search for the monster, used 600 sonar beams and satellite tracking to scan the entire lake. Oh, my gosh. Finding nothing. Nothing. My favourite search story began the morning of Friday, March 31st, 1972. An eight-member team of scientists from Yorkshire's Flamingo Park Zoo were on a joint mission with the Loch Ness Phenomena Bureau to prove the existence of Nessie. It developed a new form of, quote, hormone sex bait. Whoa, I don't like where this is going. <laughs> they would use to lure Nessie out of the depths. Presumably this is how, like, Lynx deodorant got invented. He just <laughs> sprayed a bunch of Lynx Spray Africa. A seal with Africa. <laughs> just let him, like, <laughs> put him on a rock. Oh, God, that's so horrible. What I'm assuming is, like, you know when they, um, I need to get the like the semen from uh bowls mm-hmm. so they have like those mm-hmm. those like fake 
cowls. That's like right, yeah. The, the fake mating um, like a cow cowls. flashlight for I'm sure. I'm just imagining like, yeah, basically like a giant Nessie float. <laughs> just like big eyes, like eyelashes, like ah. make it look really attractive. Oh Some rouge God. on the cheeks. <laughs> yeah, just covered in, yeah, I don't Denise know. Yeah, the style Nessie comes up. Mm, mademoiselle. <laughs> <laughs> like floating to the scent of this like aphrodisiac <laughs> <Yeah>. Nessie. <laughs> that is presumably exactly what they had in store. They didn't actually get to use this because yeah. no longer had they just geared up to get ready for this search that they get wind immediately. The morning of at 8 a.m. they get wind that something's on the lake. Someone reported seeing a large hump floating in the lock. So they head out to investigate, and sure enough, a large dark object was bobbing up and down in the waves about 300 yards away. They immediately get into the water, they get it in the boat, set out to get it. 20 minutes later, they're back on shore, dragging behind them this bizarre object. <laughs> what about the sex potion? Forget the sex potion! <laughs> Gary, he's for here! God's sake. He's here! <laughs> Gary's like mixing like these potions in the back, just like, applying <laughs> eyeliner to the beast. <laughs> Putting on his Nessie costume, like running out down to the lake. <laughs> <laughs> they arrive back on land with, to all intents and purposes, the dead body of the Loch Ness Monster. What? I thought you were going to say like a log or a boot or something. We're making some ground here. Oh Within hours, news of this discovery had reached the rest of the world. Television news anchors solemnly informed their audiences that the Loch Ness Monster had been found but was dead. <laughs> it got so aroused. It had a heart attack. <laughs> it's just like, it's much, so, so much horny Viagra. it died. <laughs> It's too much sea Viagra. It's freaking it's like, out. Had a heart attack. It's like, imagine if you're just, that's just what happens when you're alone for a thousand years <laughs> and a possible mate appears, like your heart just explodes. That is what would happen to a thousand year old man, to be fair. Yeah, like all, like so much blood would rush to his penis <laughs> that he would like, it'd be like Lose the end of Indiana Jones. They just shrivel up and just like die. <laughs> <laughs> That's almost certain. I know it's like we pulled him into shore and he was fully erect, but totally <laughs> but, but dead. Very dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was an embarrassing way to go. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important that we get stuff off our chest. Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest and now this thing is attached to my chest. Jesus, that's an alien. Mm -hmm. All right, I was speaking metaphorically about dealing with emotions and talking about our feelings by using services like BetterHelp. I don't need to talk about my feelings. This thing can read my mind. Therapy can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. With BetterHelp, you can get matched with a licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. We're saying they can get things off my chest, like uh, Zonktar here? Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for BetterHelp together. Give it a shot, and whatever it is, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. Television news anchors informed the, <laughs> their audiences that the Loch Ness Monster had been found, but was dead. Reporters rushed to the lock to get more details. Local residents confirmed to the TV station <coughs> what had happened. A 23-year-old Robert McKenzie said, I touched it and put my hand in its mouth. It's real, all right. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> I, Robert's got some issues, man. Yeah. It's a bit I, weird. Again, just want to reiterate, not much to do around the lake. This is, <laughs> yeah. this is what they got going. So he, he was like, you know, he's been dreaming about this moment the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God, <laughs> if I ever see that beast, I'm going to put my hand on its tongue and yank it. So help me God. <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> it's just him yanking the tongue. Who's crazy now? <laughs> uh, please like, stop Robert, that. Please, this please. is a rare scientific find. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it was real, all right. I thought it looked half bear and half seal, green in colour. With a horrific head like a bear with flat ears, I was shocked. Oh. End quote. Other witnesses t told reporters that the creature was between 12 and 18 feet in length and must have weighed up to one and a half tons. So this kind of matches up to those descriptions of yeah, the 30s. Yeah, yeah, not far off. They said it had a green body with, without scales. Okay. And was a cross between a walrus and a seal, some sort of sea beast. The next morning, the discovery made front page headlines around the world. Los Angeles Times ran the headline, Monster inverted commas, hauled out of Loch Ness. And then a quote underneath, green and scaly. Ooh. The British press dubbed the creature Son of Nessie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so not even. Well, that's what, that's what they said, you know. Right. Do you Maybe, think that's like to, just to keep the myth alive? Exactly. Like, keep, like tourist, tourism is up because yeah. of this creature. Son of Nessie. Yeah. yeah. I think that's it. it. Like, He's still out there. We got, his, we got his kid. Then we can like send Nessie a picture of him with like today's newspaper and be like, show yourself. <laughs> Can you come out? Send them like a part of a fin in the post, you know, like uh, sort of like hold him for ransom sort of thing. That's dark. Yeah. Yeah. I went, I went there. Detective. I went there. <laughs> so after dragging the carcass back to the shore, scientists from the Flamingo Park Zoo quickly loaded the body into the truck and took off, intending to transport the monster back to the zoo for study. But when local police realized what had happened, they were furious and took off after them to recover the body of Nessie citing a 1933 Act of Parliament that prohibited the removal of unidentified creatures from Loch Ness. This was written That's into law. Really? Written into law. I cannot stress how seriously people were taking the Loch Ness oh monster gosh. at one time. And right now, in this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> when they caught up with the scientists, they made them open the truck, the truck, and sure enough, there's a large, green and scaly creature inside. They immediately took it to researchers to imagine... They even convinced, again, so many important people turning up, Michael Rushton, the, the then curator of Edinburgh Zoo, to come and see it. 
So he looks around it, pokes it once or twice, and announces that it's a seal. It's another seal. Are you serious? (laughs) It's a goddamn seal. How did they get this far and not realize that it's a seal? (laughs) The people on the shore, the locals said it was 12 to 18 foot. (laughs) It turned out to be be like seven foot. Oh my God. People just want to believe. They, they want really to really do. He so, probably like when they were dragging it in, like got covered in a bit of seaweed. Yes, and like maybe some barnacles and stuff. And then we, by the time it gets to literally. shore, they're like, "Nessie, I'm sorry, Peter or whatever your name was. You put your hand in a seal's mouth. <laughs> you have been duped. You have been duped. <laughs> I know. I know. Imagine being that guy. It's like I touched it. I touched it. Telling all my friends, and then yeah. the next day it comes out that it was a fake. Didn't you say he touched that? No, <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Oh, no. No, I said he touched me. <laughs> I, I didn't. <laughs> so at this point, Mr. John Shields, who worked at Flamingo Park Zoo, admitted that he took a dead elephant seal, shaved off its whiskers, what? patted its cheeks with stones, froze it for a week, dumped what? it into the lock, and phoned an anonymous tip into the, into the uh, hotel the morning that his colleagues found it. Are you serious? He did all this time perfectly so that the news broke internationally on April 1st, April Fool's Day. Oh my God. That's so grim. (laughs) That's really grim. (laughs) Again, not much to do. Needless to say, this wasn't the first and it won't be the last Loch Ness Monster hoax. There were many from that point to the present day. There's been a rich history of photographic evidence of of the Loch Ness Monster over the years. And I'm going to present you some of the photos... And you're going to try and guess whether they're real or not. Well, whether they turn out to be official hoaxes or whether it's still unknown as to whether they are real or not. Yeah. Okay. You, okay. You're going to guess. Because I was like, I'll guess they're all fake. <laughs> if that's, if those are my two <laughs> options. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if some of them are confirmed hoaxes, then that, yes. that makes a bit of sense. Okay. Quite right. At this point, I'll present to you image one. Okay. This is... The Sturt photo. This is some very early photographic evidence of the Loch Ness Monster. I see you trying to enlarge the image there. I was trying it to really, enlarge it. it Zoom it, and enhance. It's just uh, old as hell. I NCIS think, I think style. Idea. Yeah, I think it's just really old. Uh, I'm going to say not a hoax. I'm going to say authentic. That looks legit. That looks really legit to me. It's, it's quite grainy. It's quite, quite grainy. Authentic looking. Yeah. I can confirm that those are hay bales. Damn it to hell. <laughs> <laughs> that's because that's what I always imagine Nessie like, like yeah. the serpenty up and down, that's not right. like a like a giraffe dinosaur. Yeah, that's true. That's true. This is this has become quite an iconic image. So we'll go to image two. Okay. Now this is the most famous image of all time. This is the iconic Nessie photo. This is the surgeon's photo from 1934. I know this one. I've seen this one before. It's mm-hmm. the famous one. It looks like you get a bit of a body and then a head popping up, but it's all silhouetted because it is a very mm-hmm. old photograph. It's an extremely old photograph. I'm going to say this one is mm, real because of its uh, significance and importance. That's that's, that's, an, ed- that's an educated guess um, and a wrong guess. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> That is actually several hay bales uh, stacked on top of each other with a Same guy. Hay- yeah. You really should have seen it coming. <laughs> it obviously wasn't disproven immediately. Otherwise, it never would have become. You're quite right. So attached to the yeah. tail of it. But what, what happened was this was taken in 1934. A gentleman that uh, was attached to the story of, of the surgeon's photo admitted on his deathbed in the 90s that he had faked it. And this is, in fact, uh, a toy animal from Woolworth's. 
not have anything more important to say on your deathbed than your fate to Nessie picture. That's my biggest fear. Like, you've gathered all your loved one, your family, your children's, and you're like, Nessie isn't real. Like, how much of, of this affected your life as a human that this was your dying your dying message i know imagine that just ness isn't real yeah we know yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> really <laughs> i thought the photo was pretty pretty great that was pretty good <laughs> so um as i say uh we'll move on to the next image you can you can look these up that was the surgeon's photo moving on this is the edwards photo uh which is i believe uh very recent um as recent as 2011 I'm going to say fake. I'm going to say fake. That's a hoax. You are absolutely right. Yes, I knew it. Is, it is, as many of them do. This one has an, another funny story to it. So Mr. Edwards has dedicated most of his life to hunting Nessie. And Mr. Edwards has been searching for Nessie for 26 years. Too he's long. Been, That's too long. Stop after one. If you don't find anything after one, stop. I mean, <laughs> honestly, I could put in a weekend. I'd be satisfied. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, uh, th- this guy has been looking for Nessie longer than either of us have lived. I've been alive, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. He spends up to 60 hours a week on his boat, the Nessie Hunter 4. <laughs> <laughs> the other three were claimed by the beast itself. <laughs> you mean Rust? I mean Rust. <laughs> the true beast of the sea, <laughs> Rust. <laughs> He spent 60 hours a week on the Nessie Hunter 4 scouting the waters. And in 2011, he took this photo claiming to have actually photographed Nessie, saying he had the photo independently verified by, and, you know, we're professionals, so, so yeah. we know what it takes when it comes to verifying something as fact or fiction. That's what this entire podcast is about. Absolutely. It, it takes expertise and dedication. Years and of time. training. Experience. So he ran this by... A hybrid body. <laughs> a Nessie sighting specialist. Right. Not real. That shouldn't exist. <laughs> and a group and a group this is fantastic. A group of US military monster experts. Oh my god. Uh, how, how, how where do these people get their money from? Are Who's they, paying how them? They pay rent. How do, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I struggle to pay rent and I have a job. I uh, I don't understand. I don't understand. Am I doing something wrong? Should he, I be chasing beasts? He says they work for the military. That's that's possible. Actually cool. Monster hunters for the military. That's pretty good. That's sweet. Now I, I change. I change my mind. I yeah, I want in. I want in. So, needless to say, he received substantial criticism for this photo. Right. Uh, and just two years later, admitted the photo was a hoax. And, <laughs> but in a funny turn of events, he maintains that his 1986 photograph is still genuine. No, you don't get to do that. You don't get to do that. That's not how this works. <laughs> the thing I don't understand is, so these people, they search for a period of time, or they're at least infatuated by the legends and the rumors and the myths. Mm. They want it to be taken seriously because they take it seriously. Yes. I mean, this guy spent 26 years of his life doing it. So why then, like, do this, make a hoax, make a fake one, a doctored photo. All you're doing is tarnishing the reputation yeah, of Nessie and Nessie years. Hunters. Yeah, down the toilet. Yeah, mm-hmm. you've gone from, um, you know, a scientific hunter of these this mythological creature which yeah granted it's crazy but it's admirable he cares about it something he's interested in to just a lunatic mm-hmm. like a, an absolute madman and that's yeah. not a good that's not you don't want to be called that you don't want to be seen as that but yet there are so many i know it's, it's it blows my mind so you, you you get a feeling for the photographic evidence it's, yeah 
it's dicey at best. Despite the hoaxes, what is quite incredible is how people have dedicated themselves to finding Nessie. We talked before about Mr. George Edwards, but there's another professional Nessie hunter, Steve Feltham, who's been searching for the beast for 24 years. He gave up his job, his home and girlfriend to live by the lake in a mobile home and spend all day, every day looking for the Loch Ness Monster. Oh, dude. This is kind of what you described. This is people who have a life yeah. and leave it behind. I mean, this is kind of amazing. He claims that he once saw the beast in 1993, but didn't have his camera. Right. That's that's fine. I'd rather he 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 didn't have his camera than he makes some hoax or photo or something. It's true. I it's don't true. have my. I, this is before smartphones, so I didn't have a camera all the time. It's, true. it's fine, dude. So he keeps his camera on him all the time now. Uh, in 2014, in an interview, he said, "This is my passion. This is exactly what I want to do with my life." When he was interviewed one year later in 2015, he changed his mind. He said, "The Loch Ness monster doesn't <laughs> exist at all. Uh, it's a catfish." <laughs> and he had been on quote. A long journey of realization. I don't regret the last 24 years at all. That's really sad. <laughs> That's so sad. Well, the, the article which I, I got this information from, um, I did see in the comments section that someone who seemed to be aware of him in some way said that he has a girlfriend now. So I'm actually kind oh, of happy sweet. for him. Okay, so he's, like people go through moments in their life, 20, little, little yeah, dips, 24, 24 years. years, it's a big, big ass moment. Yeah. Um, but he's, he's come to a realization. He's been big enough to realize mm-hmm. when he has been mistaken. And I appreciate that. It's a smart man. Yeah, he's a better man than that shill uh, George Edwards. Yeah, that shithead making hoax photos. Absolutely. Tarnishing Nessie's name. I know. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. So needless to say, the 21st century evidence has not been conclusive. Right. But does that discount all the eyewitness reports dating back to the last century and even back to St. Columba in 565 AD? Is it possible that something like Nessie did live in Loch Ness until relatively recently? And that explains the drop off in sightings. One prominent Nessie hunter speculated that global warming, which is wreaking havoc on global you know, environmental habitats, could have wreaked havoc on a potentially prehistoric animal population. And it is known in the Nessie hunting community that uh, sightings have dropped off considerably in the last few years. So people are speculating right. maybe right. Nessie died. Damn. But unless we go full Donald Trump and drain the lock, we may never know. We may never know. So, That's a true fact. Rory, I have posited to you uh, just a tome of evidence and hoaxes and all the info over okay. the last 1400 years of Loch Ness Monster. What do you make? I believe at one point in history, mm-hmm. yeah, there could have been a monster in that lake. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm fully ready to accept that. Yeah. I don't believe that myths start with no, you know, no smoke without fire. There has yeah. to be some spark that sets off these myths. They're, they're grounded in reality. Yes. That's essentially where they come from. So maybe people were throwing dead seals into the river in olden days. Maybe there was genuinely a monster. Maybe mm-hmm. the lake is the Holy Grail and that mischievous saint was stealing shit mm-hmm. and like hiding things. I don't think he's in there anymore. Yes. I think either he's dead or he has gone somewhere else mm-hmm. via underground tunnels. Yeah. I'm going to, for the first time, conclude with a yes. I'm I'm going yes. I think at one time. Yeah, I think I'm going to go yes as well. That's a double yes. Yeah. Confirmed. This is real. According to this paranormal life, the Loch Ness Monster is real. Uh, So hopefully you enjoyed that. And if you have any paranormal stories that you think that we should be investigating, or you have any yourself that you want to send in, email us in at thisparanormallifepodcast at gmail.com. 
If you enjoyed this week's episode, the best way to support this paranormal life is to rate and review us on iTunes. The more five-star reviews that we have, the more this podcast grows and we can continue to bring you a new paranormal tale each and every week. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.